Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is January 15th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I gotta say that I am virtually certain that this is not Victory Monday for either of us. Virtually certain. Not entirely certain. Um, Yeah, it's not. Virtually certain that it is not Victory Monday. It is not. Yeah. There was a win in a basketball game. We coached, coached one, got one, one L, one W. I guess that no, but it is not Victory Monday. The Browns are long gone from the NFL playoffs picture, and I, unfortunately, got it out of the way early, first and early. Uh, but yes, virtually certain, much more certain of that than I am of Carl Yuan's ball <laughs> coming to rest in play somewhere in a grandstand. But yes, virtually certain, not Victory Monday. We are recording this on uh, midday, mid-morning, East Coast time for, uh, for I don't know, it's a holiday in the U.S. So we figured we'd record it, push it out around lunchtime on Monday the 15th of MLK Day. Um, eventful weekend in golf, eventful so far. NFL, I guess not really good NFL playoffs. Would you say that? Not very good. Last night's game was good. For, Rams. for a Bears fan, it's not good at all. It's terrible, <laughs> terrible That's true. first weekend in the NFL. Well, it was awful. I, I just I found myself watching the, the Packers-Cowboys game, and all I could think about is like, you know, I've given so much time to football. Why does football hate me? Why? Why? Why does this have why do I why am I a fan of this dysfunctional franchise and the Packers every every quarterback they draft turns into a franchise quarterback? What 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 did I do to deserve this? What I've got Brett Bielema as my my college coach and I got just the McCaskies, you know, running a clown show operation as my NFL team and you know I just but- that lion scene was cool to watch last night. Probably not for you, I guess, but it was cool to see the people in Detroit get get oh, a home dub, and now they get another home game. It's the lions fabulous. are my people. I, you know, I feel yeah, like no. I feel like the lions and, and the bears are just you know mired in in disappointment. Right, and now they got to watch the Packers again, just kind of fall, slide right back into another era of dominance, or not dominance, but at least con- Let's competent pump QB the breaks play. here. So, pump the brakes competent QB play. I, like he's it, so. pretty damn good. He looks it's really good. Like it. <laughs> like it just doesn't. I just don't you know understand. Who's also it. good to push back on the haters and losers? Joe Flacco was not bad in that game. I'm sorry. Everybody got their dunks in for the two pick sixes, which admittedly, not good. But we got behind. He had to sling it. He threw for 300 plus yards, had a bunch of fabulous throws. Couple plays went one way and it unraveled, and you had to throw to catch up. And uh, our defense was not ready. Our defense they put the split. clamps on Cooper too. Yeah, yeah, the guy had two hundred some yards receiving last time we played Houston. Um, Flacco was not 
He's 38-year-old Joe Flacco. He threw for 300-plus yards. Is and he was, back next year? Uh, I guess Stefanski said yesterday he's looking forward to getting Deshaun Watson back in the starting role and all that. So I think he's probably back, Flacco. But anyways, I was waiting for it to come crashing down. It's not surprising. I just don't think like the two pick sixes were easy to dunk on on Twitter. But he's there's a lot worse quarterback play out there. He was moving the ball, and you had to throw to come back. Browns. The defense was not ready. I think it's. I think it's kind of unfortunate. We have to play a road playoff game. It's weird that, that against a team you had a better record against. But DJ Stroud was amazing, and Slowick was like running circles around Jim Schwartz. Our our home road splits for our defense are like astonishing. How good we are at home, and then like mm-hmm. uh, and we go on the road and we get kind of worked. So it would have been nice to play at home. Take but. a take a dog away from its home. It's just you know. <laughs> I get, you want one more thing that wasn't good that wasn't what? good this weekend? What? Watching the Bulls on the plane. Watching the Bulls, they've got their Ring of Honor not good. ceremony. This is, this is legitimately not good. Not, <laughs> not just good. a sports loss that you know this you get over quickly. I'm getting but. like teary eyed, thinking yeah. about nostalgic about my my childhood watching you know the greatest basketball dynasty of all time. I'm what you know. I'm watching this thing. I'm like having all these great memories, and then the widow, the widow uh, Thelma Krause, a nice, seemingly nice. Owl reports the sweetest old lady, Jerry Krause's wife, gets booed. Booed. They booed like an eighty-year-old widow. It's really bad. I the people are piling on the Bulls fan base at large, and like. It's that's terrible. You can't do that. But I don't know. There are fan bases that every fan base there. There's people in every crowd. That few bad a, that a few bad actors like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna like. I would love to condemn the entire Bulls fan base. I'm just. I don't know. It seems like a cheap and easy thing to do. But yeah, that was this, stupid. Terrible. This seems like a byproduct of the Last Dance. I'm. I'm guessing the people that booed yeah, had yeah. no clue what Jerry yeah. Krause. You know, Jerry Krause. Sure, he blew up the team, but he was the architect of of six championship teams. Right. And right. I just can't now it makes me think I can't wait until it's to see what what LeBron when LeBron does his big uh, foray when he retires, what LeBron does to Cleveland, what he does to the Cavalier organization. What do you mean? Well, he's going to throw a bunch of people under the bus. Uh, just like MJ threw that. Jerry Krause under I the bus. Play. I think LeBron's probably a better person than Michael in that regard. Much more. <laughs> other bummer. Other what? bummer. I got to ask. I got to ask, you know, like. So my buddy's got season tickets um, for the Bulls. And I'm like, hey, are you, Seamus, are you at the game? Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, I sold the tickets before I knew this was a thing. Before I knew yeah. this. Otherwise, I would have been there. He's been a season ticket holder for like, you know, 10, 10 to 15 years. And um, so they they set this date like late after the season, you know, I like very into the season, right? And he set the date, and MJ, Scotty, and Rodman aren't there. Rodman had some travel issues, like the it's weather snow. wasn't good. Yeah, but like none Why of your big three guys You're jamming all the Bulls era '90 Bulls stuff in here. Yeah, well, that it wasn't was sad. good. It was it's a it's a disaster. Illinois lost. It was Harper had his Bedratty hoodie on. That was good. Harper had a Proctor hoodie on. Ron That's Harper. Right. That's right. Uh, Miami Red Hawks. We got our Bedratty hats on. We got matching hats on. <laughs> he looked good in his his Proctor hoodie. Uh, un- unplanned ad read. All right. I know people want me to be down about the Browns. Whatever. 
That was a fun-ass team. We got our doors blown off. That was so fun. So many fun Sunday wins. I'm just really happy we had it. I mean, I don't know. Like, we weren't going to win the Super Bowl. So we move on. We got it out of the way early. It was so fun just to be a part of, like, watching that team. I don't know if I'd compare it to, like, remember that Rory round at the Masters? Where he's, he's like, he you know, whatever, third. he's at 65 or something. Second. Yeah, he holes out. Like, yeah, he wasn't ever going to win, but it was a fun-ass ride. Most, I don't know. That doesn't mean the ride wasn't enjoyable. It was a great time well spent watching the Browns. That's all I'll say. Sometimes that's that's the case with your team. You know what? Team. I can actually buy that. I can buy that. You, you like, what did Rory say after the round? It's the first it's like time the I've left this place happy. Yeah, yeah, most fun I've ever had here or something. You know? So is that yeah. the first time that you left a Brown season happy? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it was like sort of a dream season in that way. So many ridiculous wins and it was just fun. So it hey, doesn't happen that way. And now it's Hey, can, can I talk about photo pirates and, and pulling out, you know, the photo pirates at golf digest are pulling out, um, what? pulling out, digging up 2017 or whatever blocky stats. For, oh, for we got tagged into that more than anything. I got, I got seven text messages about We this. got, Oh, every account, social media, just bombarded with people making sure we saw golf digest what is it he had the longest drive on the pga tour in 2017 michael block yeah right why was that a social post in january whatever 12th or something whenever they put it up trying to just just blocky when he's not even scrape they're scraping the bottom of the bowl you know when you're still hungry and you got you got food (laughs) and you're you're still hungry and you just finished a bowl of food and you're like kind of like scraping the the bottom (laughs) that's what they're doing to blocky right now they're just scraping (coughs) scraping the engagement as much as they could get out of there blocky comment they they got everything they wanted they got blocky to comment on it it was yeah blocky's in there commenting you know, so Dude, the photo the up. photo pirates at Digester are <laughs> at it again with engagement wars. I got to also say, I got to just throw some shots out here. Photo pirates. All right. Who clown, else? Uh, clown show golf course ranking, like new course things. All right. So are we still on Digest? Is this Digest? Ranking? This is Digest. Okay. Number one, new public. New public. So this t- term new public. Okay, well, how many? What's how crowded is that field? I know there's more a lot. Courses are being lot. built. Okay. Okay. All right. So number one, new public goes to the Lido. Okay. Do you know what the That's Lido not public, is? Is it? It's a private club. Yeah. All right. Say. They allow public go- public play Monday through Friday. Not allowed on the weekends. The Lido's great. I, this is not at all. But what are, the- what are you doing? You gave the pub number one public golf course to a private club. Didn't you just say they allow public play Monday through Friday? For, Is that where for, they're for like literally like 40, 40, 40 people or 60 people on two days a week or five days a week? It's private. It's not open. If this is the definition of a public golf course, like America's gone way too like America's uh... totally I think beggars can't be choosers in this industry. Why yeah, can't it I be know. a private? Why can't That's it be? A, they have a I, private category. This is not a public golf course. If you ask, not. if you ask Michael club. Kaiser, yeah. the owner, uh, the owner of the resort, Michael and Chris <laughs> Kaiser, the owners of the resort, is that a public or a private cl- a course? Is it a private club? Second off. It's technically the, all the language that the, that 
they've used it's a restoration who's used the lido people the, yes the dream oh, yeah right what they call it a new new public is what they called it or new build or something yeah okay interesting i yeah. i can i i think that's way more subjective but this is a private club that allows some outside play that is so much different than a public golf course <clears throat> So much different than I can book a tea time any day of the week at any time versus uh-huh. I can play from 10 to noon and two to four. All right. This is an embarrassment. Embarrassment. What would you say? Of, would you of, s- this is so preposterous. If you can get a tea time there, you have to stay at the resort at the and you're resort. not guaranteed a, a time. Like, yeah. okay. I love dream golf. I think they do an amazing job. Like if you're planning a trip to Bandon and you, you're going to get a time at every golf course, right? If you're planning a trip to sand Valley, you can play sedge sand Valley mammoth. You might be able to play Lido. That's not, it's just not a public golf course, a public golf course, a public golf course has open tea times from when Mm. it opens to when it closes. What you're de- what they're describing is a semi-private or a private club that allows outside play. Is Would Muirfield you... is Muirfield a, pl- a public no, golf course? Of course not. No, no. I was going to ask you: Would you consider it closer to? It's Muirfield. Like, it, the the, the ocean times... course or closer to like National Golf Links of America? What is it more? It's Muirfield on the spectrum. It's okay. Muirfield. Okay. It is not open for public play two days a week. It's not a public golf course. All right. End of rant. Okay. Embarrassing. Embarrassing for the photo pirates at Golf Digest. I'm, okay. All right. I'm joining you in your crusade on the fo- the photo issue is one that I, I need to address maybe with the cooler head with some folks over there. But um, yeah. All right. And rant. That's your Lido. Best new public course in America. Lido at uh, Wisconsin. So. Awesome golf course. You know, if you, I, I think like it's very subjective whether you call it a restoration or a new build. New, it's probably yeah, a new build, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a new yeah, place. There's yeah. new spacing. All right, throw it into the private one. It might win private, right? It yeah. is not a public golf course. We cannot, okay. we cannot allow these a, a private club to masquerade <laughs> as a public golf course. That's bad for public golf. Yeah, I think it's maybe indicative of how far, I mean, just the, the models in America of exclusivity and, and access is limited access. Now, how how low is the bar for what we're right? a public course? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And Digest as maybe a steward of the game. Yeah, should, should maybe be. Emphasize shouldn't that be sell, shouldn't be yeah. stealing photos and shouldn't yeah. be putting, putting uh, Lido. 15-minute mark. Prime. Grayson Murray wins the Sony Open. Um, Lots of stealing photos. <laughs> behind their pay site. Behind their mistaken. pay site. Been addressed via email. <laughs> Grayson Murray. Still up. Speaking of putting, you know, people putting people on blast in public. Grayson Murray, been known to do that often, uh, wins the Sony Open in a playoff over Ben Odd, who he once made a... a racially insensitive r- remark or tweet towards um and keegan bradley the uh aim point forgot about the grayson ben on thing 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. The ace of aim point, Keegan Bradley, who's aim pointing his way from one foot and on. Let's just. We can get to the Carl Yuan. It's just a different world out there. The tour is different world. You know, if I lose my ball in a competitive environment, I don't just say I think it's there and I should get a free drop. This is just doesn't. This is a different world. It's we've been, as you call it, bifurcation the other way. It's just a more comfy, pampered, semi. It's like Lido. It's like semi-competitive golf. It's it's like it's not the course. As it's, this isn't how we play competitive golf everywhere around the world at your local club. You can't just hit it off into yonder and say that's a TIO. That never well, happens. How about what Yuan's ball? The precedent Yuan's ball presents. Like you can literally hit it anywhere on eighteen, anywhere, and you get a drop. And to get back to, <laughs> like, yeah. you can just blast it anywhere. <laughs> we uh, wrote about this in the Friday newsletter. What's your the contention is the biggest trouble or some of the biggest trouble at that hole is beyond is over the hole is beyond think, the green. I think Tom Doka, I, I remember we t- recorded a podcast. I don't know if it's in the while I won, but we talked about what he was, what they were changing on 18. Cause that was like, a, you know, at some point in that series, a talking point. And I remember he's like, we want to make it. It's a drivable par or dryer reachable par five. We want to make trouble long. Well, guess what? There's backboards. long. Yeah. Like, and this has been an issue. We've been, <laughs> Look, it's like you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time. We've been shouting about this <laughs> at various venues. It's a thing the tour does, like they do lift clean in place, like letting guys aim point for 25 minutes. It's and this was sort of the the low point of it. Like the it should be a breaking point. I get that you gotta have fans and corporate sponsors need to be sated. But what are we doing here when you can launch one out of the yard? And then just take a free drop. And this is just goes beyond, you know, having some fun with it on the podcast. As you know, Carl Yuan in the field by a whisker because John Rahm went to live a month ago. Now, what is the impact of this drop? Like, this shit matters. Like, oh, some yeah. guys are out $40,000 uh, for not finishing T4. I know you did the math on that. There's FedEx Cup points. There's signature events access. There's the Aon Next 5 and the Aon Swing 10 or what, vice versa, whatever it is. Now branded, happily, they, they sold that or, or reallocated the Aon money in the Next 5 Swing 10. But this shit does end up mattering. It's not just like so, so often it feels like appeasement is the way to go. What's the easiest way I can just not have a real tussle with this player right now in the heat of competition. And that's like, that's the path of least resistance. Let's just do it and move on. But the impacts are far flung, especially with game. Can I ask you, can I ask you if this comp makes sense? Is this like what happened at the end of the lions Cowboys game? Is this golf's version where listen, he finished Uh, T four, a T four with one other person, the FedEx cup points, between T4 and if he finishes two shots lower because of a lost ball stroke and distance, T7 in a four-way, it would have been T6 in a four-way or four-way tie with T6, your points are like drastically different. Like you're talking about like half the FedEx Cup points. Legitimately, you finish T4 
with one other person, it's like hard not to keep your card. A T seven's like half the points. I, I yeah, it's not a bad comp with the Lions thing. I I we had why are there cameras there? We have we could see it. We could see it went that over there's the, not it went virtual over the, app. over the grandstand. It, it was a home it, run. I won't say it virtually certain, but it very much looked like it went out of the park, out of the yard, and is not somewhere rattling around there in the grandstand. And for them to conclude that and give them the free drop is like, it's it's a disgrace to the tour and it's competitive scheme. Is this a competitive, like, what are we doing? And why do we have to make everything as benevolent as far away from the normal competitive real golf that everyone else plays. I get there are corporate sponsors, but what are we doing here? The same with lift clean in place. Why do we have to like, it's just like enabling these guys the next time too. It's just, it's like, all right, this is the precedent. I get rules. Officials say we're there to help the player. We're not there to, you know, jam them. We're not there to be the evil guy. We're there to really help the player. But it's not protecting the I field. Think, I think the rules that needs to be the the shift is the rules officials are there to jam them. You should <laughs> feel the way you feel whenever a, a police officer is behind you. It's I think it's like oh, the God. most ridiculous thing. I'll be driving my daughter at ten a.m. somewhere, like you know, no yeah. worry. I'm driving under the speed limit. Yeah, a, co- a cop gets behind me. I immediately get nervous. <laughs> It's a member-run organization, though, Andy. That's how they, that's how PGA Tour players should feel when a rules officials around. Um, Grayson Murray wins it, despite that Carl Yuan stuff. He, Yuan misses the playoff by a shot, but gets a nice little payday as a 125th in the FedEx Cup, or was. Uh, Murray wins it on a playoff. A lot, Much was made of his sort of controversial history. Uh, controversial seems like a benign term for it. Um he, I listened to him talk on Saturday night. I listened to him talk Sunday night. Obviously, I played a program with him way back in more of his guy. rambunctious days. Uh, he does seem to have figured something out for this moment in time. He seems like a better person, much more calm. Am I going to call it like redemption? Do I think it's sustainable? I'm not going to like say that forever. Guy is insanely talented. And what's evidence of that is that he somehow hung around given the just cavalcade of mistakes and F-ups really since he was in college. I think he went to like three or four colleges. Yeah. Like, like it's been, this isn't like he had a rough year or rough three years. Like this has been his whole life to this point, yet he still has two PGA Tour wins, Corn Ferry Tour win, still has his card, uh, battled alcoholism, um, and, and a lot of like dumb, dumb mistakes and sort of a-hole moves. And, He's always been insanely talented. What impressed me was he's like thought of as like a masher. He's built like a brick shit. Like he's a big boy. He's thick. Um, what impressed me was like the bunker shots, like nonstop. Every time he's out of position, he had three in- incredible bunker shots on the back nine. I think he went 12 for 12 for the week. And then the 72nd hole, he's 80 yards out and distance control is just perfect. That was uh, to make the up and in to get to the playoff. I think like if you in a vacuum and this is impossible, if you took what uh obviously Grayson Murray's polarizing and I do not, you know that's 
It's not even the word for it. Like he's pretty black and white, but <laughs> yeah, not it's the not best polarizing. Guy. It's yeah, just yeah, disliked, yeah. right? Yeah. If you if you I think that shot was like similar to like JT with Phil years ago at uh at um Mexico when he holed out. Yeah. Like yeah. a similar type shot. And mm-hmm. like universal, like that was a awesome shot. In, in, mm-hmm. in complete nails, like clutch shot in the given the circumstances, the moment. I mean, like it, he locked up, you know, basically got himself into a playoff that eventually locked up spots in all the majors, like locked up spots in all the designated events that, you know, we haven't even talked about this. This is the first mule mule sign that has, you know, he's crossing the picket line now into the signature events. I feel like Mule is even he's he, I mean his he, talent puts him beyond the Mule class but yes he signed the lo- law firm he signed, letter He's a signed yeah. Mule. Yeah. Yeah. He's He's crossing the picket talent. line. I bet his his tune on signature events is going to be a lot different <laughs> post uh, AT&T. I mean it was uh, I found I was I don't know if I'm happy for him. It was heartening to hear him talk about like having his shit together at this moment. And you know, his talent's too good for it. You know, shit's together, talent line up and you get some good results. And you know, he seems to be in a good place and like, that's good. I'd rather him be in a good place than a bad place. And I'm happy that he he is like that. Um, Bradley Keegan and, and Ben on kind of booted it though. No, I mean, Bradley not making birdie in regulation on 18. Ben on the four footer. How about the lot, uh, the lo, the lot broomstick when the, the broomstick punt, yeah. goes bad? Starting hot at Century, I think he was fourth. Then you know loses in a playoff. So um, they they wouldn't say they made Murray have to. You know they kind of gave it to him there a little bit. Um, How about I, you? Got to wonder is the can Boston Common Golf close? I saw, I saw Common Golf and TGL interacting with you a little bit on Twitter. <laughs> Are they starting to get a sense of humor about themselves? I think so. I was having fun with that every time. I I was having fun with you having fun with it. I was amused. (laughs) I could see you probably grinning as they like kind of interact with your tweets. Common Golf retweeted the one about the Aussies work in Boston. TGL. You know what they got out of that? They got they got a follow from me out of that. (laughs) You're a bullfrog. Follower now? I might, I might, you know, I, since since the San Francisco team never got announced, you know, we never. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm still waiting to know what my team is because we didn't get announced. I might just, I might. This is a chance for the ball frogs to be out there winning <laughs> over fans, and they might have won over my fandom. I don't. The San Francisco team doesn't even have a Twitter handle. Uh, yeah, they're, they, they're what happened with that? Why, why did the, why well, didn't the team announcement stop? This is a time where a I, you could be getting, you know, the fans could be really embracing the players. Um, anything else from Sony? Yeah, I, 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 I want to officially monitor, monitor Will Zalator. Oh, I had it. I was going there. I was like, I was it too early to start talking about this. I don't think I. I think it's too early to draw any conclusions. I agree, but it's time to start monitoring, and it's it's, it's like it's of note. I really yes. don't want this. I don't. I do not want this to be like our modern like casualty to injury or whatever yeah. you want to. But this is uh, 
not a good start. Like I get rust, but this is not a good start. Hero, 20th out of 20 down there by a good bit. Not good at the century. Uh, losing a lot of strokes in the green and then missed cut by six or seven, I think, at Sony. So I think I have plenty of giving him plenty of time. Not going to sound mm-hmm. any alarms. It's fine, but it's, it's, it's just something to note here early in the year. Anything else you have? Are we good to move on? Uh, I think I'm good to move on. I really like Sony. Hey, can I ask another question? Yeah. This goes to last week, too. What? These We aren't ducking any NFL by moving these coverage times up. Yeah, they were trying to duck their own SNF, right? Sunday Night Football? Is that what they're trying to do? That doesn't make any sense. Holiday weekend in the States. You know, you could just, everybody's in, the weather's awful. Everybody's inside, except for maybe, I don't know, Florida or something. Weather was awful everywhere. Why not just have a 10 p.m. finish? Whether it's last night, tonight, Monday night, I don't know. Felt like a good option. One chance to get two chances a year to finish at 10 p.m. So can I just get the theory is the theory is is that if we move this golf up, more people are going to watch Sunday night football on our own uh, network. We're going to capture. I don't know. We're going to capture more eyeballs across our network by moving this up. Like like golf fans are going to care if it's on CBS or NBC or that football fans are not going to watch the Sunday night game. If the golf's on, like, what? I don't even know if there was a theory. I don't know if they have a theory. They've done this two weeks in a row. Yeah. I It sucked. I kind of would have loved a 10 p.m. finish. And in both cases, they didn't duck football at all. In fact, the week before, they threw themselves into more football because there were more games going on. Instead of one game, there was like three games going on last week. Of of importance and consequence when you finished. You can't avoid it. Just set your schedule and do what you want with it. You know, I mean, make the schedule that's best for you. You're just not going to avoid football right now unless you go to like Tuesday or something like that. And there's there's, uh, you know, there's sickos that are going to want to watch the the new fit, new perspective. Grayson Murray. Yeah. Battle Ben on and, and the ball frog. I mean, there's there's millions of ball frog fans out there disappointed from rory not getting it done that wanted to see one of their other you know stars get it done are there more ball frog fans or more rams fans out there you think that were that were tuning in last night or would have tuned in last night that's the other thing one of the one of the teams doesn't even have any fans <laughs> it's still the nfl but still everybody watches one of the teams doesn't have fans they got Peacock, 23 million people to watch on Peacock. They're celebrating that. I've been getting <laughs> roasted for celebrating it. That was Saying, a bum- like a, you know, you hijacked the game. People I saw Pat Forty tweeted this morning. Like you you're celebrating your hijacking of a game to Peacock and you know, most streamed event ever. People were popping them for that. I gotta say that I this was a very similar moment to when when the Saudis were buying soccer players. <laughs> yeah. To where like the the general populace was so upset about Peacock, it was like, oh, welcome, welcome to our world. <laughs> Not happy, but like enjoying like the seeing other people deal with the shit that we deal with as golf fans. 
Well, if you'd like to enjoy some of the positive stuff we deal with here at the Fried Egg, come hang out at a Fried Egg event. Hey. We've got a strong roster. We are just back from We won't put you on Peacock. We won't put these on Peacock. This was a club TFE event we just had this past week at the park. A little bit, I mean, there are just kind of unexpected soft benefits to coming to a club TFE or a, a, a Friday golf event. We had this par three deal on Wednesday night. All of a sudden, you know, any member can come to these events. All of a sudden, you have someone who might be in the Masters this year, also hanging out with the eight or nine. We had a small Wednesday meet and greet. Someone then, who might, someone who might coach, you know, a a major winner is out there. Yep, yep, yes, a, a brilliant coach of sorts. Um, all of a sudden, this is where where you get to hang out on the day of the event, the first day of the event, Thursday. Jim Wagner comes out to the park, talks, takes questions, Q and A. Co architects, architects of the park, you know, with the hands design. So I don't know. This kind of stuff just happens. Uh, I don't know if we're going to publicize it a lot, but we try to make added benefits here to events. We've got a roster, a good roster we're happy with, mix of public, private regions. Uh, immediately on the docket is what? Lake Merced. We have a Lake week Merced. of uh, Friday golf event, a member, Club TFE member event, and then week of, uh, sorry, Lake Merced after that. Yeah, with the Lake Merced event, it's cool. I think we're we're finalizing i feel good enough uh we're gonna have a thing out at golden gate park uh jay blasey's gonna be out there the day before um so that's another opportunity to hang with an architect you know speaking of the the aforementioned golf digest list the biggest transformation the winner i think was lake merced oh really that was yeah so, so are you using this now as now i'm gonna use it i'm gonna gonna double down all right yeah, that Flip-flop that biggest it. transformation could have been, could have been the uh, could have been the Lido, but you know, um, if, you'll be down there at Lake Merced for that event. We've got a bunch of others for the come for hang the out it's, in Central California in in March. It's generally a pretty good time to hang out here. You know, get out of the cold. It's kind of the doldrums of the Midwest. You know, and it, and it's a good it's a good place to spend a spend a weekend. You got you know you could go up to wine country. You could go. Down to Monterey, you could uh, you could hang out in a, a city that's got you know an unbelievable food scene. It, yep. You know, this is a it's a good place to come visit and spend some time. It's never going to be like the biggest part of of like our time and business. Like we got the podcast and all that, but we view it as a real fun thing to do to get to meet people in person, hanging out, and maybe bring like architects on site to chat with you. We've got. Chambers Bay, I know, in, in the middle of summer. That's going to be amazing. There's just a good lineup. Go to Friday, uh, the events. Google Friday golf events. Or, or, you know, we're pretty happy with our, our lineup for this year. And coming off that first one, I don't know. I don't go to a lot of them, but I just feel a little bit even stronger about it, given all the benefits that kind of follow some showing up to these. All right, moving on. On the Euro Tour, Tommy Fleetwood goes birdie birdie to win the Dubai Invitational and beat Ken Wyand of Grove 23 by 72 shots. Um, How about a story that became? I know. I feel bad for him that it became such a big thing. I realize we were a part of that, but you put your work out for public consumption. um, People are going to pay attention. He was, he was, he was really bad. A lot of, we had people start following him on the ground. We had listeners somehow in Dubai that were following this. 
we've got a bunch of intel conflicting of was it a favor for a player in the field was it a, an attempt to get michael jordan to show up for the pro-am um there was one person who suggested he thought he was playing as an am in the event because this was like a i don't know if it's like an amex type thing and they're like no you got to play as a pro and he was uncomfortable with it. he's like oh <laughs> shit no come on uh like i don't know if that's what happened but he kept going. He kept going out and taking his licks Sunday 86 to make One it 72. One could say he was puttering and billowing. I mean, I, I don't know if you WD or you go out. Or there's more pride in going out there and taking your licks. I think there's pride in signing yeah. the card. This is. Yeah. I think this is a good day for the PGA professionals of the world. This is. He set a good example of how you handle this thing. You go out there, you take your lumps, you sign a card, and you finish the tournament. Clearly a favor for someone trying to, you know, get into the world of Michael Jordan and Grove 23. But he, he went and did it. And he finished 72 shots behind. I think he was 40-some behind next to last. So uh, not a great week for Kenny in Dubai and became a big story. Do you think we're ever going to see a spread that rivals this? What did you, you think come put the, the over-under? I think I had 63. What did you say on Friday? You said I think you said I mean, 70 or something. 72? Seven, I think said 70. Good call. I mean, Good line make. Line make. I got to just say, to not break 80 once. Yeah. This isn't like a U.S. Open. <laughs> That's rough. Real rough. And if anybody who's, you know, you got you to gotta be able to break 80 once. Heard from some Four friends cracks over. At it. Like, you, the nerves have to be gone. Like, Heard some from some from from some friends over on the Euro Tour that I mean media started requesting him. That he was denying <laughs> media requests, which he should. Quite honestly, they're just going to bring you out there and like, what are you doing here? How come you can't break eighty? Like he denied he denied media requests all week. So um, I feel bad for him now that he's a big not a, a story. So either way, uh, Rory. What, what are you going to say? I mean, he's going like, to go back. He's going to go back to the swamp. Yeah. He'll probably, you know, he'll go back, go patron some of the places that we 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 went to last week. I don't feel that bad for him. You know, he's, he's going to go back. He probably got an all expenses paid trip to Dubai. Yeah, sure. He's going to go back and he's going to go back to Grove 23, which seems like a delightful place. It, You know, from everybody, everybody I've talked to, the guy is a class act. Yeah, like apparently, like one of the best guys Seems in all like of golf. Dude. Yeah, which like you don't get to be a director of golf at a place like that unless you like do things the right way, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that sucks if he thought he was going to be the am. Right. And they're like, no, you're one of sixty pros. <laughs> like, what? I don't know if that's really what happened, or I, I don't. That's crazy. Sixty man field. Um. All right. Uh, but Rory yanks one in the water on 72nd hole, three putts from two feet on 14. Joseph Lamagna wrote about it in the Friday golf newsletter today. I thought pretty well. Um, it's, I don't know, kind of not the highest stakes in that, not the biggest deal in the world, but he booted it away. Didn't have a good Sunday and Fleetwood nipped him with birdie birdie. And uh, uh, Rory chalked it up to, I think just opening week. Like, yeah, I expect sloppiness. Opening week, I'm good. Didn't seem too broken up about it. LaMagna had a different perspective in the newsletter about you are expected to win. 
full stop. Uh, sloppiness aside, what week one opening sloppiness aside. So uh, first start in eight weeks. Um, probably, uh, you know, it seems like he's working on a new move. I saw like a pre pre swing rehearsal. Uh-huh. So, you know, I think like, obviously, yeah, I think there's more positives than negatives to take away, um, from yeah. this. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so too, but people are going to pile on about the negative. Yeah, of the I mean, Sunday finish. Yeah, that's that's the way golf is, right? The three putt yeah. from two feet. I mean, like think about this is. I, I guess this is in this gets to Lamania's course. Like the thing about Rory is like it's just like all the things that go bad. You you hit it. You hook one into the water on eighteen. You three putt from two feet, and you you look at it, and it's like, how do you not win that? Right? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, you go back to LACC as Lamania pointed out in in the article. 14. It's the wedge. Yeah, it's the yeah. wedge into the bunker, and he loses by one, right? Um, you know, Oak Hill, he laid up in the water, hit a terrible wedge shot on two, It's and he played terrible that week. Like, he that's the thing. That's sharp. what makes Rory so hard, you know, hard to, to like, you know, ever be that down about is that he he just, you know, the, I guess, you know, it's, it's like he can... He, he's got so much talent that it's, you know, he can have these mistakes that would absolutely de- debilitate other players and he's still on 18t with a one-shot lead right yep does this change in any way how you think about tommy fleetwood six no man yeah right good win good way to start the year uh i mean not sure what it changes he's played such great golf for the last like eight yeah. months and like his pay his one win comes with somebody booting it down the stretch right yeah let's bring it i want to bring it back to ken yn one more time oh god you got what can't, can't not gonna jam him but okay so he's in there it takes a spot what is more concerning to you that or policy board members getting the sponsors exemptions the pebble beach signature of that because we have peppy peter and webb simpson i i'm not suggesting they're not legit tour pros but from the outside or the mule side, the two board members getting signature event sponsors exemptions, which shouldn't be a thing. Let's be clear. Shouldn't have sponsors exemptions to signature events, probably. Uh, I don't know. Kenny Wyand seems like almost less. Uh, it's not it's not crooked, but concerning. What's the better use of an exemption? Um. Not good. This isn't good. This is not a good thing. This is doesn't look good. This is Sean Zock reported this. I don't know. It was out there though. It's out there. Go ahead. This doesn't look good. I would say that Mav McNeely's not good either. A local of sorts, kind of. ATT he lost his card last year. Yeah. Like this he finished he finished one twenty seven. Like this isn't good. This is this is this goes against what this is all about. I will also say they they've announced three of the four. JT is on the on the on the line. He's got to be top 30, 30 to get yeah. to get into these things. If he's out, I guarantee the fourth spot's yeah. going to him. Right? right? Who knows what they do with the fourth spot, but this isn't good. This is not This isn't what it should be. They these things shouldn't exist. These spots. This is the whole at, at its core, this is everything that's wrong with the PGA Tour. 
What do you think? Look, I, I think you can't start out of the gates this way, giving it to the board members, whether it's totally just a coincidence or not. You think the you think that Pepe Peters just made a lasting impact on AT&T? I don't know, but Pebble you can't. You, the appearance of it is not okay. You can't let it go this way. Same, probably with McNeely too. Yes, of course. Um, I saw I saw a lot getting tagged in a lot. The baby walrus got a spot at Phoenix, which is not a signature event. So they're gonna they're gonna still have their sponsors, but still a small field in the one twenties. Baby walrus. Uh, but especially for the limited man signature events, I just think the appearance of giving very scant few uh, sponsors exemptions to two policy board members is not a great one to give off. But that's where we're at. And Ken Wyand seems much less um, impactful as an exemption than that might be. Um, all right. That's a Euro tour. The Dubai. They have a primo event coming up in Dubai again. Live news. Seems like Caleb Surratt, excellent college player, amateur. Seems like he's headed for live. I think there were multiple wow. rumors, reports. I think Flushing might have had a tweet. I, I haven't kept up, but I'm getting texts that he was in Dubai and WD'd. He might have WD'd from school. Uh, he just, it seems like he could be headed to live and potentially John Rahm's uh, team, <coughs> the Legion 13. I'm sure that's so. that's who Rom envisioned on his team when he when he left was Caleb Surratt. Rumors of another uh, Sun Devil too that could could join Rom. So young Sun Devil, um, but yeah, in Caleb school Surratt. Sun Devil. Yeah, maybe, maybe rumors. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it does seem like the smoke there with Surratt is thick. Um, elsewhere in Live, James Corrigan in the Telegraph. Reports uh, or talks to Keith Pelly. Got it. Yes. Um, that Jay and Yasser spoke recently for the first time on the phone. Now, maybe there's Zooms and texts and WhatsApps and telegraphs and whatever else. Telegrams, whatever it is. But spoke on the phone for the first time since June. And <laughs> miraculously... This move talks forward in a substantial way. Talking on the phone, like not talking on the phone, seems like you can't move talks forward in a substantial way. Talk, now we're moving. And this is why Pelly is staying on longer than anticipated through April um, because he thinks, you know, we're getting close and moving closer. So kind of a stunning, if true, and I don't have any reason to doubt Corrigan and Pelly's account, kind of absurd why haven't they talked since june on the phone what have they been doing what has jay been what have they been doing i think it's i think jay's hand hands have been full corralling the the membership the members yeah the mules and and the all the members and all their opinions it'd be like having a suggestion but everybody's got your email everybody yeah. could get to you you got a, 200 people that are telling you how, how much you screwed up. I think it's probably that's been the problem, right? What's become more and more and more clear is that the ROM thing needed to happen to whip everybody into focus, whether it's Jay, whether it's the mules being like, look what could happen, whether it's the board. It feels like the ROM thing sort of needed to happen, at least for these talks to, to get back on track or hasten uh, again. Um, that brings us to the sac- sacrificial ROM. Yeah, that's that's what Ram did it for. 
brain size together, get most wasn't people the in the shape. Wasn't the cash. He did it for the betterment of the tour. Uh, that brings us to Webb Simpson, who had a wide-ranging interview. Uh, the recent, uh, just aforementioned sponsor's exemption into Pebble. Did they ask uh, about that? Uh, no, I don't think it may not have been out there when they did the interview. But uh, Adam Shupak and Golf Week had a, a sit down with Webb. Good interview, I thought. Pretty kind of clear-eyed, similar to uh, similar to Mackenzie Hughes. I thought last week at Century. So I think people are starting to understand, however hard it may be to admit that you might not bring this benefit or that like people are pretty becoming more and more clear eyed about, about the tour and its future. I don't know. Wide range of topics sort of defended. Cantley, as we've seen a lot of board members do recently um, suggested we absolutely needed the PE money immediately. Like live threat was like immediate and dire. And we needed the private equity money. Suggested the private equity guys are looking for a return on investment, believe it or not. Not just because they love golf and and out of the kindness of their heart. And they think, you know, there's a bunch of untapped value here that maybe they'll get at. Um, Popped DJ a little bit. You know, Webb's perspective is he plays the PGA Tour for the shots and the juices of contention. Um, But he said, you know, greed is a very clear exposure. I'm not saying the guy's going to live. They're all greedy. But young guys, it's such a heavy consideration for them. This generation is missed or they don't care about the things other generations cared about, which is Hall of Fame, how many wins on the tour and contending in majors. Everyone talks about the money now. Money can't make it long term. I think most guys would agree. Uh, sure, some guys, they want the money, but most we want our ultimate goal to be the PGA Tour and the ultimate satisfaction of a PGA Tour players to be in contention, be able to hit shots and make punts. Now, I know guys who are struggling are rookies on tour. It's important. I think he means to get money. But I'm trying to convince these young guys legacy means something. I love Dustin. He's a buddy of mine. But he had the opportunity to go down as one of the top 10 greatest players ever. And as soon as he signed his name to live, he still could be. But in the record books, we'll never know. It's not going to count. Things like that make me a little sad. But I'm not knocking the guys for going. I just think the young guys think think about it different. So we saw Ludwig say something similar to that. Seems like Caleb Surratt has a different viewpoint. Um, and who knows what the record books will be in 12 months. Maybe it's all commingled anyways. So, um, what else? He's pumped about SSG. Um, uh, it's like what we do, you know, basically said the model is broken. It's not sustainable. Uh, where we are, it's not sustainable to keep pay- playing for 450 million or however much we do on tour without some kind of subtle to major shift in how we're thinking about everything. The model is broken at the purse sizes we've been going the last year. said, you know, Wells farmers have dropped out. There'd probably be a couple more. I hope not. Um, And then gets to what you just talked about. Jay having his hands full. Pretty good defense. I thought this was a good defense of Jay or, or at least a good sort of framing of Jay. I think these guys are so jaded by June 6th. The fact remains we lost 48 or however many PGA Tour players we lost pre-June 6. We were hemorrhaging players, major championship winners. Post-June 6, until Rom a few a month ago, we lost zero guys. Litigation stopped. We're saving tens of millions of dollars a year. That never comes up with these guys. He had just kind of teed it up as like, guys just give opinions. They don't ask board members. They just spout off opinions, whether it's on Twitter or law firm letterhead or whatever. It's like, just ask. And, you know, I have to be careful when I remind them, hey, there was some good from June 6th, some bad. The tour handled it. The communication was not good. 
I'm sure Jay would take it back to be able to communicate more on the front end, but it is what it is. And there was some good from it. I think that was a pretty good framing of June 6th. Of course, rollout, a disaster. And the rollout has kind of put them behind the eight ball trying to keep up the last eight months. But he's like, litigation stopped. Players stopped leaving until Rom. And it, it's it, we were hemorrhaging money and the model was broken. A little bit more behind the scenes viewpoint. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think that's generally like, it's, it's kind of unpalatable what ha- all happened, you know, when you when you zoom out and take a step back. But, but you know, this day, the, the day had to happen right yep and yep. i think like when you look into the future uh, it's you know the admission that the model has to change the biggest hope for golf fans is is i think like <clears throat> players getting equity in this new company and all of a sudden being able to understand that the product matters right and that growth matters because they're getting they're financially incentivized by this, right? And what could happen from that in terms of advancements of the sport that has just kind of been stuck in the mud for 30 years, you know, that, that the popularity of Tiger Woods really obscured that the sport needed to grow and go into a different direction. When you talk about things like shot clocks, right? If shot clocks bring, you know, more viewers to the sport, and the players are equity holders in the sport then all you know in the sport of of professional golf i just not equity holders in golf in general sure. i just want to clarify here yeah if they're if they know if that you know hey this is going to drive more interest in the sport drive more eyeballs drive more revenue and you get paid because of this there might be a little bit more acceptance to changes like where we get frustrated with like rollback all these things like you know not seeing the, really the forest through the trees like if this gets into going there could be a lot of momentum to actual advancements of the sport hey our tv product matters you know mm-hmm. like we cannot be bombing fans with you know 25 minutes of commercials every hour this can't we can't do this we can't have the highest commercial load of ever any major sport in in the in the America. Like if these are things that they could actually have a positive impact on you as a golf fan. This is the glass half full of everything going on is that there when you look at Webb Simpson talking about like stuff has to change, there could be major positive changes from all of this if they get it right. Now, yeah. you could also say like there's no way they could get it right. If you, I could, you know, I could just as easily make the other case, but I'm trying to be positive here. It seems like it's going, it, it's starting to become a little bit more clarified. But yeah, there, there's on the subject of getting across the finish line, said, I think we're close. Yeah. Not too close, but close. <laughs> a few weeks. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that gives me a ton of confidence on the timeline whether that you know that there's certainty around that but um jay is talking again to yasser and uh i thought i thought webb portrayed june 6th and the moves behind it pretty well made it make sense a little bit more we'll see what happens um rom is gone though so all right 
that does it for this Monday episode. We got a full week coming. We got, you know, the the Huayli Champs Tour is back. I know you're very excited about that. We've got LPGA coming back, Amex, Huayli. big Euro Tour event. So event of the week, Huayli. Full slate. Yeah, the Mitsubishi. You know it. Uh, riding around their carts on the big island. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday to preview the week ahead.